Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Kevin. And I'm Mike. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we're taking a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of the 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Welcome back. We've got John, Mike, and myself here for the second chapter of our three-part breakdown of the Beastmaster. When we last left you, the evil barbarian Johns had just laid waste to Beastmaster's village, leaving him as the sole survivor. Beastmaster then formed a connection with Sherak the Eagle, and he was about to set out on his own. Now we'll rejoin the story. Dar has now started his journey. Uh, and as he's going along, he meets two ferrets. No, what is he doing? He's doing something. <laughs> well, he was off we, doing sword tricks. We get, yeah, so we get a montage of running, he, screaming, and practicing with a stick. Yes. <laughs> yes. He is just swinging a big ass stick around. Yeah. I, like, I don't really know how that's even effective training for anything other than fighting with I mean, a stick. If it's a heavy stick. So it just makes your arm stronger? Upper body strength. I, I guess know. so. He was pretty ripped up. I mean... And there, there's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so I guess he's just finished one of his training sessions, right? And yeah. he's laying down, and uh, these two ferrets kind of pop out of nowhere, like ferrets. Like, ferrets, totally I, cute. But are there wild ferrets out there? I mean, there? they must I, live. I, my high school girlfriend had a pet ferret. That thing was nasty. Yeah, yeah ferrets are gross. Did they she smell terrible. No, you get it from a pet store. Yeah, but, but they must say, exist in nature. In the wild, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. They don't want to be pets. I don't think they're no, one of those I mean, pets that does like they don't want to be a pet. I mean, dogs do. Yeah, but that's like a dom- they domesticated like thousands you know, a wolf of years or of captivity. But yeah, ferrets are kind of nasty. They yeah. smell bad. They like scratch you and bite at well, you. Well, I'm wondering if your girlfriend or ex girlfriend didn't wash them or something. She, <laughs> I, I can you... confirm she is my ex girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying these might be special ferrets, right? Here. Yeah, no. <laughs> but so, so anyway, <laughs> uh, the, these ferrets like they steal like his, I guess his belt loop or something. Hey, <laughs> and it becomes like a like a like a physical comedy, like Pratt falls, yeah. he's spinning around, and like he's like dizzy and, and tripping. Like that, yeah. <laughs> and then he uh, stumbles off the edge of a cliff and falls into quicksand don't y'all remember when quicksand we like when you're growing up you thought quicksand was going to be a thing and it oh, never everywhere. turned out there was yeah. every adventure movie had quicksand uh, yeah yeah i've always wondered how they make fake quicksand like it always looks it so good, cool right? yeah yeah i guess they just put a water a water and sand, and just a lot of sand on top I don't no. know. and then they probably put like some kind of a lift so they can like slowly raise them up and down <laughs> but, but our uh, dude like our hero Definitely just got out outsmarted by some ferrets. Yeah, yeah. Are you about to say outfoxed by ferrets? Maybe <laughs> he was out ferreted. You gonna say out ferreted? <laughs> they they made him look like a real asshole. <laughs> like they played him for a chump. Yeah, he's like he's the beastmaster. <laughs> he's like chasing these ferrets. <laughs> Come back here with my stuff. Yeah. Well, so having said that, 
as he's sinking into the quicksand, <laughs> he uses his beast master skills. Right, he mind melded with yeah to uh, get the Ferris to basically save his life, and then one of them ends up falling oh, into man. the quicksand. And, and the other one, that that ferret chewed through a tree branch that was like as thick as the ferret's like, body, like a beaver, in, like, in two seconds. Like it was two bites and that branch fell down. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I thought that was weird. Ferris can't chew like that. That's not just, like you know. a, I thought that would be more of a beaver, but I don't guess beavers like. <laughs> Can if you, you imagine if you had a beaver? Master for beaver back? wouldn't look as good. <laughs> Can you imagine how long the movie would be if you had to chew through it, like in the real amount of time? <laughs> in real time. Was, but the basically he's able. Yeah, the the branch falls in and he's like pulls himself out and then he reaches back into the sand because he realizes the one fell in and he pulls him out of the sand. Yeah. And then he names them Kodo and Podo. And I shit you not, we in in high school I had a teacher. Who had like a pet prairie dog in class, like in a like a terrarium, maybe even two of them. But we definitely named if there was one, it was named Kodo, and if there was two, it was Kodo and Podo. We had a name which was awesome. Cool. I don't know where you got prairie dogs. They were nasty as well, to be honest. Um, <laughs> you're, you're around a lot of nasty vermin. <laughs> I don't, yeah, keeping vermin as pets is like I just don't I don't get it. Anyway, that's me. Well, thank the gods, the Beastmaster had that convenient ferret sack to carry them around in. <laughs> he just put them in his little ferret satchel. <laughs> uh, then, like immediately, he sees through the eyes of another animal, yeah. like this being hunted by some people or like trying to trap him or whatever. And he comes and he rescues the the animal. It's like a big cat. Yeah, so Rue or Rue, like a black tiger, right? I wonder how rare is that uh, rare. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like I think it's, it's it, I think it's not existent. I think it's so rare. It, yeah, it doesn't the, exist. That they made it for the movie. They like took oh, no a tiger way. and painted it. They couldn't no get way, the animal really? they wanted. So if you if you yeah, paying attention over the course of the movie, it's like a an old tiger, probably arthritic former circus animal with, with the worst die job. Ever. He was kind of skinny. He was I, a real skinny. He looked a little unhealthy. I did not. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. mean, are you saying they died? I read that. Oh, yeah. So I read that in the old New York times review I found. And yeah. John, you said on the commentary Can't corroborate. Yeah. They said what's, the same uh, what's thing. The, uh, not PETA, but what's the one with the film, with the film, the uh, animal. PETA, I think. Is it PETA? Like, uh, yeah. They must have had a field day with that. And honestly, why not just let it look like a tiger? Tigers look cool. Yeah, but a black tiger looks cooler. I guess so. <laughs> it looks more austere. Yeah. More severe. <laughs> not austere, severe. Um, the worst name in the world, though, he gave that thing. I told you, that's the, that's the German word for peace. <laughs> Ironic. Um, so yeah, right after he meets, so now now he's met all his his animal friends. When he's right? free, when he's freeing the tiger, like he slices a couple dudes up, and then he uses that thing, the caber thing, and he frees the tiger, and the tiger goes and mauls like the other guy kills oh, the yeah. last guard, mm-hmm. and it. Beastmaster's just looking there, man, like happy as hell, like his hands on his hips, a big ass smile. Well, this cat rips this guy to shreds. Yeah, there's never a part where you see Rue like standing over somebody, like eating, like he lifts uh, his head and there's like blood. Yeah, the carnage is always off screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just that look on his face, man, when he's like just watching a beautiful sunset or something. Mm. <laughs> it's like he looks very satisfied. Well, it's a justify killing, so I guess I so. It. Yeah, so after that, after he, so now he's already met, he's met his, his See, animal, companions. his animal companions. Is that when he gives a speech? He says, I have my eyes, I have my cunning, and now I have my strength. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he could have used some more animals probably, ultimately. Like, why not just keep, what he other used a animal? horse. He needs, I mean, a, he needs a horse. Horse would have been nice. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, because he's easy, horse, easy to have, like, well-trained and on set. 
Plus, like, there's plenty of horses. Now that you think about all the places he's traveled, like that horse would have come in real handy. Yeah. Wouldn't be in as good a shape. <laughs> he's not he... having to run everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, horses probably have been really expensive for uh, for them to get though. Uh, there's well, a lot of horses in the movie. Yeah, there is. All there the Johns are riding horses. At least thirty Jun horses. Yeah, <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. Um, uh, then he finds like some skinny dippers. Yeah. Oh and man, <laughs> I would just like to say that to my. And when I got the DVD, this is the first time I'd ever seen this movie, not on yeah, TBS. Yeah. And this was a shock. Me too. This really? scene was I had never shock. seen it before either. And when them titties oh, wow. came out, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It's like that then. Yeah. That, that movie was, I don't I imagine it was PG. Oh man. Dar immediately starts creeping like 11 year old me would have had this not been on TBS. Man, we're about to, I'm about to say something here in a minute, but yeah, like about Dar being creepy. Tanya Roberts was yeah. like, had a going on yeah tanya roberts was like from the i think she was a charlie's angel she parlayed angel. this into like being a bond girl she was a bond girl i mean she this was, was before all that but like good for was, her she, she played sheena which is you know well we, yeah i don't think she even talks about that movie but yeah, he um, uses his animals to like try to seduce her well, yeah he like picks up one of the ferrets and says like go hey, steal her you want to you want to <laughs> yeah. basically like, go steal her clothes <laughs> yeah basically it's like that old trick <laughs> And then he uses his tiger to scare her because yeah. like, he kind of <laughs> he jumps her from behind. I don't forget what he says. The he, whole scene is he, creepy. He yeah. says, "The beast is fierce." <laughs> he like, but if we, show no, if we show no fear, we might escape. <laughs> like in a real like creepy way. Yeah, like, yeah, like a lots of side glances. Like I wonder if she's buying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he goes and he like kind of scares fake scares the the rule away. Yeah, like they're in on it. He's like ah, and then he sort of gives him a signal like. Go on and run off. <laughs> like that was a whole nother example of of Mark Singer's physical, like buffoonish acting was his like <laughs> sort of posturing and, oh. and weird physicality and, and playing this whole shtick out with the with Rue who his seduction act was pretty weak. When he walked yeah, back totally. when he walked back to her, he did have his chest all puffed up. out. Yeah. Do you think he, he's he like probably never had a girlfriend? Like the Beastmaster? Oh, it was like Mark Singer? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Beastmaster? I mean, because this be his first time really interacting with a woman. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There were women in the village. There had to be women in the village. Rolling the hay in Stilt Village. He had to. He had to have hooked up. Well, you have to think that if he, like, if the village had never gotten attacked and he never had to go on this journey, he would have ended up getting married. So, I mean, it was, you know, that's hard. That's a hard question. They never show it, you know. Yeah, he comes back on her and he like forces a kiss on her. Oh, yeah. That that is I, again. I saw this movie this morning and I was like, "That's really creepy, man." I, I can't imagine they would do that scene. Today. Did he like he pins her down? Yeah, he he basically laughing. tries to rape her. Creepy, and creepy she like laughter. she sort of turns the tables on him and gets on top of him. Yeah, which but is th- then like oh, okay, and then he like flips it ra- back and gets on top of her. Pins her arms, pins her legs. Like, we don't know what's about to happen. Like that. We know what should have. I mean, we know what's, you know, what it looks like is about to happen. I, like even Conan was like more gentle with his, <laughs> his lady than this guy. So that, I, I just. That's what made me think he was so he was like so eager that it made me think like this must be the first time for this. Uh, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. It was creepy. It was, it was really it was very, a very strange. It's, scene. it's not a good look. Yeah, it wasn't. I, I, and again, this movie came out in 82. So I'm sure you could like you could smack a lady back then. It was no no big deal in a film. But I, man, I, I mean, this was this it was, was tough to watch. This was all, tough to this watch was, and recollect. She's like she says she's a temple slave, which is funny. He's like, come with me. And she's like, I'm a slave. I got to get back to the temple. Like. 
for slaves, they're just letting you roam free. Yeah, expecting yeah. you to come back. I don't know. She had to have been close to whatever her. But she runs. Yeah, she runs back. To or she gives a reason, like if she doesn't go back, then they would kill her family. Okay, so that's, that's the, true. They are like that's whole, the reason. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Well, and it sort of makes sense now. The whole reason why she was at the waterfall, because when first watching it, I was like just an excuse for two girls to like rub on each other. But seeing then <laughs> the scars at this part on her back, maybe the other slave girl was oh, like yeah. doctoring she her up have, and like helping her out with her. She did have scars. like wound like scars, like they beat them. Yeah. They you like a she beast. Had, yeah, <laughs> like a beast. She was um, yeah, so I think now we can kind of start the movie. Because I'm not even kidding, because like he's literally <laughs> yeah, met right. everybody at this point. So now yeah, it's like the that plot. was like the long first act. Yeah, so now the plot can continue. My daughter's really happy, y'all. Sorry. She <laughs> likes Beastmaster. Yeah. She does. Um, so Dar, so Kiri kind of runs off and then Dar, so this is confusing to me. Kiri kind of runs off and, and, and Dar's like, well, I'm going to follow her, right? But yeah, then he, he loses he said, her. Let's follow her. Yeah, but then he loses her yeah. like really quickly. <laughs> really and, quickly. Um, and it's nighttime now. Yeah, and it turns very to night. Suddenly. Yeah. Very suddenly nighttime. And he sees like this thing, like a tree with like some lights up on it, like up in the, yeah, on the mountainside like or something. Or something like. almost. Well, I don't that's, think he could tell what it was. That's then. what I, I thought they were too. Then especially seeing like what the creatures were after that. Those things were like egg sacks or something. So he goes to check it out. This was a scene you said that stuck with you. Love this scene. Oh, yeah. Love this scene. It's very memorable. Yeah. To me. So, yeah. So he, he walks up on like this camp if you will and he sees this all this kind of like mystical like stuff and he sees a again like conan he walks up on this cauldron <laughs> there's some soup they got, they <laughs> yeah. got a stew on but yeah who, who is eating the soup if I they guess eat the, the people the beast must be doing it maybe right? that's an appetizer i don't, I don't know <laughs> that's their, their first course, yeah, their course order, number one. some head course. soup um <laughs> but yeah like i the people who always like walk into camp and then start messing around with other people's cauldrons of soup like <laughs> what a what a jerk you're right? asking for trouble <laughs> exactly and of course, a head floats to the top. Mm-hmm. You going to say something? Well, I was going to say, we also see in, the, in that part as he's approaching the camp, quiet man in wicker cage <laughs> and and what looks like uh, like a replica of a Nazi eagle. Yeah. Very true. It, it Nazi eagle look. statue. Very true. I can see where they like on like on set. They like. Oh, they we recycled need a, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a World War Two. Exactly. Flip. Yeah. I can see. We that need that. Can we have that? Can we borrow that? <laughs> um. The, 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 it was funny you say about the guy in a cage because he's literally just chilling. He's just like up there chilling. Like <laughs> he doesn't say a no, word. No like, emotion. Yeah, he, kind of like don't come into this village. Face. You stay away. It's dangerous or anything, nothing like that. And then uh, I guess after Darcy's what's going on in the cauldron, he's like, oh man, this is messed up. So he lets that guy <laughs> he does, free. He cuts him out. He cuts him out. And so the guy kind of just starts to scamper away. He literally scampers away <laughs> right into the arms of uh, one of these. Bird people. I don't know if they ever give them names. They're like creepy. They look like insects. Almost, I was thinking because or? of the yeah, because of the 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 sacks hanging from the tree that maybe they're like like moths or, or something. Giant bats or something. Wings. They remind me of this. There was another moths. movie that was on TBS a lot called Gargoyles that scared the shit out of yes. me. Yes, and they look kind of like the monsters from Gargoyles. Yeah, they look like giant hawk bat men type of they had like eyes but nothing else nope. yeah, yeah. very strange but Which, uh, how would they even eat the soup if they don't have mouths that's what I was asking why the soup <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the, the prisoner scampers into one of the to, to the bird people and he kind of like wraps him up in his arms and his arms mm-hmm. are like a like a, like a giant like wing wings, or something yeah. like that and he kind of covers him up 
And it doesn't take very long. Like he does, he like spit some juice in there or something, yeah, like some saliva or some. I spit. thought that was the dude like turning to goo. <laughs> sort of how like a starfish eats. Its stomach comes out of its body and wraps uh-huh. the thing up and then devours it. Huh. I, I don't know. Learn something new every day. <laughs> um, More you know. But then he uh, un- un- wraps his hands and then just this big pile of bones, like yeah, bones. Yeah, it's just bone skeleton. And it took what like. Seriously, like ten seconds. So yeah, oh, yeah. This guy? he like reduced this all. dude, yeah, to just a skeleton. That that was legit scary to me when I was yeah. little. Yeah, uh, that that scene. If you were to say to me, Beastmaster, that scene automatically pops into my head where that guy runs into that um, bird-like thing and, and believe and it or devoured. not. I had forgotten about this until I was rewatching it. And when they popped back on, I was like, oh, my God, I, now it all came flooding mm-hmm. back. And That's I was like, these pretty, dudes were creepy. Maybe yeah. I blocked it out. Yeah, <laughs> I can see where it affects <laughs> our <dark> memory. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like Dar is going to be next. Right. But then Sherak, the the eagle comes flying in and like lands on him or lands on his arm, whatever. And then I like that. They all sort of back off when they see that he's tight with an eagle. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't. They. They don't look like eagles, though. That's just a weird thing. Yeah, like, why yeah, do they? They must relate? worship. That must yeah, be like their right. god. Eagle you know? worship is is what I took from it. Maybe they aspire to be eagles, but they. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of for for me, it almost felt like they were almost like birds. Like I kind of got that feeling. That's why they worship the bird. You know, <laughs> I found myself wondering, like, what these things' lifestyle is like when no one is around. Like, are they, do they talk? <laughs> like, do they just chill with well, each other? They, they communicate. They seem uh, very yeah. like silent and they just stand there like statues until they gobble somebody up. Mm. I don't know. Sounds like a good life to me. <laughs> and then head, head. They give him like an eagle medallion. Yeah, that's right. Thing. He gets his necklace. So that, that was weird. They gave him like a gift, I guess. They're like, yeah. oh, you're the guy, the eagle whisperer or whatever. Yeah. And it, and after we, knowing what we know, like that uh, amulet or whatever comes in really handy later yeah. on in the film. So now Dar is kind of, he's back on his journey. And again, I guess now we can get the story <laughs> started. He's yeah, back right. on his journey. He's like walking down this long path full of like dead bodies. Are on all pikes. Like on pikes. Like his village. Yeah, right? just like his village. So he knows he's walking into something. So he walks into this village. It was yeah. the village from the open of the movie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, with the pyramid and everything. So he stumbles upon this ceremony. And this is kind of like creepy because... Yeah. Like as he's walking up on this ceremony, I didn't even realize this because I, I forgotten about it. But um, Mayax is there and they're holding like this uh, religious ceremony and he throws a kid into a fire. Like yeah. he sacrifices a small child into a fire. He's got like some speech like this yeah. to satisfy R. R yeah. But he's kind of just a con man. Like, he doesn't, uh, well, he, he says, he says, like, he seems like he's just getting off on it. Well, he says that that doing this is the only thing that's going to keep the Juns. But away. we know that, like, he's tight with the Juns. Yeah, we know like, that. He They're like his bodyguard. The people yeah. of the, yeah, he's like down with them. And I don't know, what's we, the benefits we'll of it? Like, more. we never see any. That's what I'm saying. I think we never see him have powers. Like in yeah, Conan, he's just a the evil role. priest. Like he legit turns into a snake. Like yeah. he actually spoiler. <laughs> like he has powers. This dude, we never see him do anything. He's got witches that seem to have powers. Right. And he's tight with the Johns, but I think he's sort of conned his way into a position yeah. of that he can do what he wants. And I think I think he just kills kids because he likes to kill kids. Mayak's career politician. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that really kind of like startles 
Dar. He's never seen anything like this before. Yeah. So man, man, man Max is like a real shithead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> now, they got the perfect guy to play that character. He's telling people, "You got to obey my commands, or the Juns are going to come." Mm-hmm. And yep. but we know he's down with the Juns. Like he raised villages with the Juns. Yeah. He, so anyway, he, he just like, like you said, career politician. I don't know. He's playing both sides. He's That's like, right. hey, we got to get another kid up here. Yeah, because uh, R is not satisfied. Yeah, R is not. Yeah, right. Exactly. So like they picked this girl now out of the crowd, and um, I kind of like. You know the the guards are another thing that kind of stick out. They they these guards who are the actors that played these guards or the priest, like the priest guys, the priests, yeah. they're like a really shaved heads. Yeah, they like are really committed to the role. Like they oh, just yeah. look like they're Buddhist monks or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they they're really kind of scary in their devotion to this religion. You know, but um, they just go out and pick this random, I guess, random girl out of the crowd. No, I think Mayax like points down. So this brings a question to me. Why did these parents bring their kid to this <laughs> ceremony? They, they're probably required to, by law. A great point. I'm just like, oh, you're Bad required parents. to. Fuck that. Yeah. Leave him at home. What What are they going to do? Kill your kid if you don't bring your kid to be killed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could like, totally see like every house with a kid have yeah. like a trap door up. Oh, no, you would have run away table. from this village a long time ago. Yeah, I you think. would think. I tried to. Anyway. But um, so uh, Max. Uh, bench presses this little girl up <laughs> he does <laughs> he, I, I don't know how they did that like in real life because he snatches that kid up just he just snatches her up if if they were playing it like fast and loose they could just say yeah just pick her up i'm, I'm sure there was a, a no uh, we don't need a safety i started wondering about that they told the little girl like all right now before this happens <laughs> this man's gonna pick you up and he's just gonna be screaming some stuff so don't worry about it yeah, yeah. it's like now he snatches her up and um, he tosses her in. Yeah, he tosses her into the to this fire pit. And uh, but I, I don't know why he didn't toss Not her all the way in. Yeah, the he, he kind of just like lazily hits the edge, and it gives Dar enough time to send his eagle into the fire pit to, to save the little girl. Eagle rescue number three for those of you who are counting. <laughs> yeah, the eagle saves the day a lot. Sharak always comes in at the end. Yeah, that's like his secret weapon. That's his trump card. Yeah. And I mean, a, a good-sized eagle weighs at most 15 <laughs> yeah. or 20 pounds and carries probably a 40-pound child away, which is, you know... It still works for me. I think that animals can. <laughs> I think the animals can have superhuman, like well, super animal, whatever strength. If Beastmaster's like channeling his they power, to. there's no way they that. have to. There's some things that happen in this movie that can't happen. There's no way life. that eagle could pick up that kid. I'm still. But it looked it. like what. Obviously, they must have had the e- real eagle carrying like a dummy child. Yeah, no. But it looked like a big size real child. Like it was pretty yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, quick question. <laughs> they have a, there are a lot of animals that they had to work with, you know, uh-huh. and a lot of unconventional animals like a hawk and ferrets, you know, and a tiger. <laughs> like, how much did it add to production, Tom? Just to like, how many times did they have to oh, yeah. film that scene? Had Twenty-five get it? ferrets on set, really, and all of the aerial shots that they got of the eagle actually flying had to be engineered because they couldn't get the bird to just fly. It Uh-oh. wouldn't leave the ground. <laughs> they had to put it in a cage that they raised with a balloon oh my God. and then open a trap door via remote control and the eagle would kind of fall out of the cage and they <laughs> would film the eagle falling. The eagle, did, did they the have somebody down there catching it? They're all old and busted. Every animal on that set is like in retirement. I bet they were going through ferrets too like when they were done with them they just chuck them. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, there's a, at the very end of the movie i know i'm jumping way ahead but like rue rue like kind of sniffs uh like kodo or podo i forget which one died kisses him he kisses i'm like Uh. i know that tiger ate that ferret man (laughs) i know he did (laughs) don't you can't tell me he didn't eat that i know i I know they had to use like three ferrets for that shot (laughs) 
Well, then you, anyway. so we're talking about we're talking about uh, uh, Sharak carrying off the kid and Mayax being the good spin doctor that he is immediately yeah. saying the gods have spoken. Yeah, yeah no more kid deaths. Looks, no, I think it was like he said R has spoken. He wants your children. Like like the eagle was oh, sent by R to, to yeah. take the child. But that's what I'm saying. I think this dude is just a straight up con man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I don't think he has any powers. No, no, like not a funky haircut. Yeah, the, he has the witches to do his bidding, and he's got his religious zealots to do his bidding. So, so Dar brings the little kid, the little girl, back to the family, mm-hmm. um, and he gives us a lot of backstory that finally catches us up on what's going on. Yeah. Like he says, Mayax took over the village. He imprisoned the king. Um, he's in the pyramid, and Zed's son has gone missing. This dude's like, "Well, come in and eat some food or whatever." He feeds him, and he's like, "Anything you ever need." Like he did just save save yeah, this no, little girl. <laughs> but later on, anyway, we'll get back to this. But he's like, you know, anything you ever need, like I got you a hundred percent, which is oh, I know a, what you're talking about. fully appropriate. Yeah. Right. So then we got Mayax and the witches are like, ah, this is Zed's unborn son, this beast guy. And we're gonna send some minions to kill him. They give the guy a ring. With a eye. It's in like it. really the, cool. This eye, yeah. He's like, he'll lead you to the Beastmaster. You know, Max is not a very good bad guy because <laughs> several times in this movie, he knows exactly where yeah. the, uh, the unborn child is, the person that's supposed to kill him. And he does a piss poor job of killing him. <laughs> Send everybody. <laughs> Send like two or three priests. Well, this well, this sort of leads into the, the next scene that we're about to see is so that he, he gives the ring. And in the very next scene or in the previous scene, Max says, I want the master beast. Bring me the master beast. Oh, he, wants R, him alive? he says, R wants the master beast. Take this ring and find him. And in the huh. very next scene, when Beastmaster is at the waterfall having a drink of water, that's when Mayax says, That's the mark of R. Kill him. So oh, I'm yeah, he I'm like, sees did, him. So did he have, again, is this a, a moment where Mayax kind of had a feeling that this guy maybe huh. was something out of the ordinary? Because because he sent these people after yeah he, that's true he doesn't really know he's the son of zed until he sees true. the brand on his hand right yeah. he can't right other yeah. than the fact yeah. that he disrupted his um he plays just wants him like so. you fucked up my sacrifice yeah yeah, yeah revenge yeah. <laughs> um so these dudes the one guy drops like a little noose around his neck and is like kind of choking him out and then rue shows up and saves the day uh, like jumps on one of the dude's backs and mm. they're whatever they're duking it out. Then Rue goes chasing after a guard and falls in a pit. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of stuff that could have been cut out. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then that's when like we get the reappearance of Seth mm. from the beginning. John Amos character. He like takes his bow staff and knocks the guy down in the pit. Yeah. And Rue, I guess, eats him up in there. It's kind of cool, too, because. If you if you don't if you weren't paying attention at the beginning of the movie and saw Seth, you wouldn't know that that was the same guy from. Yeah, the, you might miss that. Yeah, you, yeah. Like because he's that. like in his palace guard um, outfit. He like chainmail, like a chainmail. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now he's kind of just like this. Uh, not a prophet, but uh, or beggar or something like pilgrim. that, like a pilgrim, pilgrim. Yeah, or posing as a pilgrim. Yeah, I guess. he's traveling with like a young male companion, yeah. which has. To me, like a, it had a creepy vibe about when it <laughs> happened, but later on, we you know we find out it's not really creepy, but it's just kind of creepy though. Not yeah. as creepy as uh, Dar's kiss. <laughs> not on as creepy Gary, as Dar's, yeah. Dar's <laughs> like approach. Not in the to women. era. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like the optics just aren't good. Mm-hmm. Like rolling with a, a young boy like this, it looks inappropriate. And they Maybe have not. a moment where they're like, they look at each other and they're like, "We're just some pilgrims." <laughs> like I'm like, okay, guys. Kevin looks it down. way too deep into movies. I, I always do, man. I'm like, I take it real seriously. Uh, I see what you're saying, though. And they they very deliberately push a log into the pit 
so that the tiger can crawl up and come out. And this tiger man is like, it must be an old circus animal because it's tame as hell. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just walking right past the actors. They're patting it on the back as it walks past. I'm like, they had no fear that this tiger might just turn on them. Mm-hmm. That or he had a lot, like, a lot of catnip or something. Like they had <laughs> they him, gonna, like, taking all his teeth out. Oh, man, they probably had that thing juiced up the whole time. No, because there's no way you're going to put me on set for a lifetime. Uh, they're like, they oh, don't worry. Him. He's well trained. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. but Sig, like, Siegfried and Roy's tiger turned on him. There was a bear that attacked somebody in a in a movie with um I mean it happened Will Ferrell right like and killed somebody like we were, was that in uh, Anchorman yeah or no the, 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 the basketball movie semi pro uh-huh. there was like a bear to attack and kill somebody well, in that on movie, Conan we were talking about like the wild dogs they brought on like they attacked their handler on the set yeah like you just can't have that much control over animal I, yeah. yeah I've I don't do do you guys see anything like that like in your back notes like where an animal attacks somebody or just something the like one that? instance at the very beginning of, of filming on the that, bear yeah the, the, just the bear. bear incident but but it wasn't so much so that they had to like get a new bear it was gotcha. just you know it was like roughhousing with the handler wasn't a big deal like yeah yeah I'm like for this movie other than the ferret they like, would have done it anyway that bear probably would have killed somebody and they'd be like well <laughs> just we need a we need a new guy let's power, let's power through. <laughs> We're too far along in the process. We need priest number three now. Priest number three. <laughs> so it seems like there's like an unspoken sort of an agreement between Seth and he introduces the boy as uh, tall and Dar says, I and Dar, that like we're none of us are friends of Mayax. Like it seems like they're all sort of like, oh, we're just humble pilgrims. And he's like waving his staff around and then like Beastmaster's got his sword and it seems like they're all saying like, oh yeah, me too. I'm just a pilgrim. Yeah, I'm just going to the store to get some bread. Right. So yeah. they're kind of like, let's travel together. Strength in numbers, baby. And then that Seth is like, you know, he lets him in on like, hey, this tall, he's Zed's son. You know, we've been on the run for years, I guess. And we come back to raise an army and try to overthrow Mayax. That's the the premise almost of the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. A little more exposition, fireside exposition from exactly. Seth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought there was this one really cool um, moment in that scene because... Uh, um, Tall finds Kira's necklace yeah, within yeah. all of um, all of his uh, Dar stuff, and um, Seth picks it up with his staff, and he says, "Where'd you get this? Right? Where'd you get it?" Right, and I, I'm telling you, like John Amos broke character, like he was not Seth in that part. He was like. Uh, John Amos from Good Times. Was he? Oh, he totally. I don't know character. Good Times. I guess. He's like, now where'd you get? It was like he was like, that ain't <laughs> no like, slave girl. That's, that's no slave girl. But he he brings like of the guys in this movie. I felt like his acting had me the most convinced. Really? Well, I yeah. just thought it was funny because I feel like that for that one scene he, he kind of Mr. Evans. He, he became <laughs> Mr. Evans from Good Times. It's like, yo, here, here it is. Here you can take it back. <laughs> so. They find that they find the eye ring, which he's like, "Oh yeah, you can wear the ring if you want to." So Tall puts the ring on, which we know is going to be bad news. What, how'd they find that ring? It was, was in the sack with the jewelry. Where they I, I mean, but they found it from like one of the dead. No, it came priests. off the Kodo Opoto took it. Gotcha. Um, and also, so this is a little tricky. Tall says, "Kiri, the redhead, that's my cousin." Mm-hmm. Now, which does that mean her... that's well? I see. I, we were talking about this before we started recording, John and I. We don't think that Tall and Beastmaster share a mother. So they could be cousins on Tall's mother's side, which would mean that Beastmaster and her had no like blood relations. Well, they're still but they're still the same, same father. Dad. Same, same dad. father. No, Kiri, I mean, if say say Tall's mother, who's not Beastmaster's mom, okay, gotcha now. Is yeah, like the idea. sister of Kiri's gotcha. dad or something like that, then there's no blood relations. But 
she you said later on she's like calling him Uncle Zed. Yeah. And, so, uh, and, but she would be his uncle either way. He would be her uncle. He would be. Yeah. yeah. Zed would be her uncle, whether it was well, if she was the I don't know daughter of like the of his sister right. or something. Like that. Second, I don't know. Maybe but, it's but not creepy. In the, in the commentary, Coscarelli and, and Pepperman acknowledge the fact that it's a little problematic. And had they had time, they would have changed it. But they were like, eh, it's still vague enough okay. to where it's not. So like, it is. I'm creepy. sure they didn't see Star Wars. Either. And honestly, throughout the history of cavemen and prehistoric whatever, like there was a lot of that. <laughs> So <laughs> this is another part that bothered me big time. Beastmaster wakes up in the night and he's like seeing through the eyes of Sherak the Eagle. He does and, this on purpose though. Yeah. Yeah. And Sherak is, he found Kiri. Yeah. And the priests are walking her along, but wherever they are, it's daylight and it's dark where he's at, which tells me this must be a long, like, did you it's watch got, this on YouTube also? Yeah. Okay. It's got to be miles and miles away. They were not close. Yeah. They weren't close for it to be dark here and it's light there. Yeah. Um, Maybe eagles see differently. That, oh, shit. <laughs> Whoa. Right. You're blowing minds yeah, right now. Man. Eagles, we don't even... There's no human being that will ever know what an eagle can see. So maybe eagles have night vision. Maybe, Maybe eagles see Maybe. daytime. I'm down with they, that. They see daylight. All day long. Maybe. I'll see. That's I'll why give, they can hunt. I'm like, going to give you that 100%. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with that. Okay. That... Now, now I'm back on board with the movie, and we can continue now. We were about to have to stop. And now we're back. Well, that was that the one thing where that you was were it. like, that was I was it. about ready to walk out. Okay. We're going to have to leave it there for this episode, but we'll be back next week with a lot more in the final chapter of our series on The Beastmaster. Beastmaster.